I have bought a new toothbrush. That is fantastic. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. Well, uh, does it have any special features? Well, anything? I don't have it yet, but it does. Oh. I bought the Oral-B 5000. Okay. This is my first rechargeable electric toothbrush. Oh, oh, I love the rechargeable. I have I have one. I went to the dentist uh-huh. on Friday and is uh, I mean it wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah. But it's never as bad as you think. But I have to go back uh-huh. cuz they couldn't clean my top teeth because it was too painful because my gums are inflamed. It was intense. So the Oral B 5000 is going to be your salvation. That's what they told me. They okay. said they said do this and you will no longer have this problem. All right. Do this regularly. Excellent. And I like, like the... brush. F- brush regularly. Well, I do brush regularly, yeah, okay. but I don't think I really have ever known what I'm doing. <laughs> Honestly. And Wait a minute. How old are you? Uh, no, I, I mean, I know. I understand the motion and everything. <laughs> but I never really... I've always been kind of confused. But this, it gives. there's a timer for each quadrant. Oh, yeah. Mine has that. Oh, you do? Yeah, okay. So mine. there you go. And you, I, I don't pay attention to it, but it, it has that. <laughs> But you have nice teeth. I, I have fairly nice teeth. I have no cavities, actually. There you go. Uh, I, have, I have no cavities. Ever. Ever. I've never had a cavity. I've had a few. Yeah. I've had what I thought were cavities or what feel like what might, but I don't even know because I don't have one. I have I, no fillings. For the amount of soda I drink, I've had yeah. relatively few ca- cavities. Really? Yes. You have like three or four? About three or four. Yeah. Yeah. And I haven't had one for a while. Yeah, well, that's good. You do drink a lot of soda. I do. Yeah. But I, I suck at that. I try not to have it touch my teeth. <laughs> Anyway, crosswords. Welcome to Fill Me In. This is episode number 90. Yes, this is based on the uh, book Fill Me In by Sapphire. (laughs) Uh, Today is Tuesday, February 2nd, 2010. Oh my god. I'm saying this because today is my sister's birthday. Agent Little Zooty. My sister Allison, today is her birthday. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Allison. Allison. She says that even though she hasn't listened to a few of the episodes back in the 50s, Uh she is otherwise a completist. And if she lives up to that, she's going to listen to this episode. And I am now going to be able to tell how long it takes her to catch up. (laughs) Because she will definitely contact me with a... You know, a response to this happy birthday. Uh, Today on our show, we're going to feature a whole bunch of things. We have a lot going on today. We have, what what are you just staring at me? We have Ryan staring at me. I am not supposed to talk about the agenda. Oh my God. So I'm letting you do it. You know what else you're not supposed to talk about? What? Not talking about the agenda. (laughs) Oh, sorry. It's like Fight Club. You just don't. Oh, sorry. Sorry. We're also going to talk about (laughs) pluralizing acronyms, and we have an interview. Finally. We have an interview for the first time in months. It's with Mr. Patrick Merrill. I hope it works. It does. Does it? It does. Awesome. It does work. An interview with the illustrious Patrick Merrill, and that's coming up in about 14 seconds. Useless. Absolutely useless. All right. So uh, I hope you enjoyed the music. (laughs) Uh, Why do you torment me? uh, Here's the thing. It's February. What does February mean to crossword people? It means the ACPT. If you haven't signed up, you should sign up. You go to crosswordtournament.com. Different things that you can sign up for, and you should sign up for all of them or none of them or whatever you want to do. Uh, we're also going to mention uh, our friend Alex Boisvert. Yes. Do you want to say his name? You Alex should... Boisvert. There you go. Uh, Alex won our contest last week, and we were horribly negligent and didn't mention Alex's fantastic blog of his own. He hosts a blog about Kaidoku. Kaidoku. Do you know Kaidoku? Do you know these puzzles? I 
vaguely know. Yeah. Anything that's got the Japanese word in it. Well, but see, is... this one is unlike most of those Japanese puzzles because this one actually uses letters and English words. Yes. Maybe you can do it in other ways, but uh, this is one where the, the grid, it looks a little bit like a crossword puzzle, but every square has a number in it, and the numbers are a cipher. And so it's like 1 through 26 represents the letters of the alphabet, and you have to figure out you know, which letters go with which numbers to make a grid of actual words. Sounds cool. Now, does he create these? He puzzles? creates the puzzles, and then there's a website about it. And you can go to his Did site, uh, alexboisvert.com, and that's it's the spelling A L E X B O I S V E R T. dot com. What is the banging? There's banging in the other uh, in the other room outside of our studio is my kitchen, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I have cats, and sometimes oh. they try to bury their food. <laughs> In the kitchen floor. <laughs> kitchen floor is made out of uh, tiles, and it, the, the, you can't actually bury anything into there. the tiles. Right. Certainly not with the little tiny cat paws that <laughs> my cats have. Uh, but so what we hear is the sound of the food dish banging against the wall uh-huh. as they try desperately to <laughs> bury it under the tiles. That's what's going on. Uh, cats are funny. I know. Viewer mail, opening it up. Wow. Very, very low viewer mail today. Crosscan just wrote us to let us know that uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer, 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 each of the last two weeks, each of the last two Sundays, January 24th and January 31st, Merle Regal's puzzle was the kindergarten crime spree. It's in two parts. Uh, it tells a little mystery story. And he, Merle, talked about it when we interviewed him. Yes. About a year ago. Yes. So Episode 44 out, was our interview with him. Check out the Philadelphia Inquirer. Indeed. The paper of the land of cheaters. Right. Home yes. of Shane Victorino. Who, I believe, hacked Crucifer. <laughs> he hacked the Crucifer site. But they're back week. online. They didn't have the problem that we had, that where they had to go to a different site. No, not yet. Not yet. That's not true. Yet. Uh, so, Shane Victorino, you suck. Okay. Uh, the next viewer mail is Jeffrey Schwartz. Yes. Does he have a, have a nickname? <laughs> no, he doesn't. And don't you dare try to apply Andrea's. No, no, I'm not trying. Re- I'm really you, not. You got halfway through it and no, then stopped but, yourself. But who's who's two-time? That's Jeremy Horwitz. This is Jeffrey Schwartz. Yeah, different person. It sort of rhymes. Well, there's a similarity in the names. I mean, there they is. both start with J-E and they both end with T-Z. Jets. They are the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> they are the Jets. Through and through. Now, are they the football team or the West Side Story West gang? Side Story gang. Okay. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Jeremy and Jeffrey, you guys, uh, you need to start snapping. <laughs> Wait, don't close the bag. No, I'm not. It was the West Side Story oh, snap. Oh, okay. You see my hand is moving up and down. Oh, I see. When you snap viewer mail, it's here. That's true. That's true. It's also a little faster, I think. I believe it is. Faster. And I believe it's a fourth higher. <laughs> Uh, Jeffrey Schwartz says, Andrea Martin. I almost said Andrea Carla Michaels. Oh Andrea God. Martin is from Maine, not Canada. Oh, I said that she was Canadian. I'm from Maine. You are from Maine. I am. And you're not ca- Canadian either. No, Maine is not part of Canada. That's what Jeffrey says. Well, it is it is not. I'm, I'm enforcing this. Also, she is Armenian, not Greek or Jewish. Uh, that I didn't know. I did not know that. Most people with Armenian names, their last name ends in I-A-N. This, Martin is probably not her So do you think her, her name, name is Andrea Martinian? <laughs> it could be Martinian. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, but uh, Andrea Martin is great, and we love her puzzles. <laughs> we talked about her like two weeks That's right. ago. No, That's yeah. why he wrote to us. Because we, we were talking we thought about. She was Canadian. We talked about Oklahoma. That uh, she was Aunt, and she was Aunt, Aunt Eller. Eller. Yeah. Yes. As opposed to Annette. She's not an Aunt Eller. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, our next viewer mail comes to us from Nicole Hirsch. Nicole Hirsch, wife of Jared Hirsch, completist. He is. Uh, 
Nicole is trying to be a completist. She says, is there an asterisk version of the Pantheon of Completists for people like me who go back and view all the episodes that are available? No. No. No asterisks. No loyalty indexes. No. Indices. No. None of these things. No. No. Uh, you're either a completist or you're not. Yes. It's that straightforward. There you go. Uh, our next uh, viewer mail is from Dan Fair's mother. Uh, Monday's puzzle. Uh, this from this Monday. Yeah, yes? this this past Monday. It was by Holden Baker. Holden Baker. Uh, uh, it reminds me, J D. Salinger died. It is. Uh, I mean, it is. It is. <laughs> it is. He did. He did. It and is, Holden. Anytime I hear Holden, Holden I think of Holden Caulfield. Caulfield. Baker. Yes. Uh, so thank you, Holden, for reminding us of that tragic news. <laughs> uh, Mother Dan Fair says Monday's puzzle. Uh, Thirty-eight down was clued as certain NCOs. And the answer was FC, sorry, was SFCS, which uh, stands for Sergeant First Class Is. Uh, Oh, my God. Are you you just trying to make a whole mess of this before we even discuss it? Yes. Yeah. Uh, You're doing a good job. Usually Father of Dan Fair can get all the, or Father, can can get all the military references, but he was stymied at this one. Certain NCOs would be Sergeant's First Class. There aren't sergeant first classes. This one shouldn't ever be four letters, only three. We're discussing how to pluralize the acronym. Right. Sergeant first class, SFC. So if you have more than one of them, you have sergeant's first class. Yes. But if you abbreviate it to SFC, doesn't that kind of become a word of its own? Yes. Essentially? So if you call it an an SFC and you have five of them in a room, wouldn't you refer to them collectively as SFCs? I would. I would. But they wouldn't listen to either well, no. of us. But the, but the puzzle does. Uh, now, this is a weird thing. I mean, when you, when you casually refer to something as an acronym, I don't know. I feel like you kind of turn that acronym into its own enough word. of a word that pluralizing it means adding an S to the end, even though if you spelled it out fully, that's not how it would work. So is Mother Dan Fair saying that it should just not be pluralized? It should just be SFC? She thinks she is claiming that the plural of SFC is SFC. Because if you pluralize the full version, the S goes in the middle somewhere. We have the same problem in baseball with uh, with RBIs. You Runs. and I have this problem. We do. Right. We, well, because we know more about baseball than about the military. So th- this is how we <laughs> that can is true. appreciate this. Uh, when, when you drive in a run, it, it is a run batted in. Right. And if you have more than one of them, you have runs batted in. But you say RBIs. Yes. Although you sometimes say RBI. You know, he had 110 RBI this season. Yeah, do you pluralize RBIs? Some people do. What do you think? I think it's fine to pluralize RBIs as RBIs. You think it's fine to put the S on the end, even though if you say it out fully, the S would go in the middle? Well, I, I, R's B-I? No, no, but see, you wouldn't do that. But right. you do say runs batted in. You don't say run batted ins. But I think when it's a, I, th- I agree with you. When it's an acronym, it becomes its word, yeah. its own word, and you pluralize that word. Yeah. Well, I mean, because technically, if it's still an acronym, and you're not going to pluralize it at all... I mean, if you even if you pluralized it, run batted ins, you still wouldn't have an S because it would be part of the ins. Right. So it would still be, you know what I mean? I feel like if you're going to pluralize the acronym, you're actually pluralizing the acronym and not the individual words. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think? I, I agree with you. Viewers, what do you think? I had a pre, on a related note, when I was a kid, I had a problem uh, uh, conjugating throw up. <laughs> I always thought it was, I'm throw upping. It's not. I know it's no, not. It's, and I, it really took me a up. while to get it in my head that it was throwing up. Really? I, th- 
Now, threw, how did this ever happen? You you said you don't throw up. I, as a kid, I threw up. Oh, you did? Oh, <laughs> oh did you really? Oh. A lot? Oh, yeah. I see. I was that kid. Oh, okay. You're prone to nausea. That kid at the pool? Yeah. That was me. The one who threw up in the pool? In the pool, on the side of the pool, that was crying. <laughs> yes. Oh, all dear. Of that, all of that. Are there any me. videos of you as a child? There are. Are there? <laughs> I am so calling your mom. Viewer mail, closing it up. Uh, we're going to move forward into a very exciting segment. Uh, it's one we haven't had in a very long time, and it's a segment we call The Interview. The Interview with uh, Patrick Merrill. Well, yeah, but The Interview in general, we've had so many technical issues over the uh, year, and uh, we think we've solved them. So we have an interview with Patrick, uh, and we recorded it earlier. Yes. And so now we're plugging it into the show now. Yes. Uh, so who is it who rolls the tape? Who, who do we ask? Today? Franklin. 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 Thank you. Could you uh, roll that? <clears throat> Hello? Uh, hi, is this Patrick? It is. Patrick, it's Brian Simmet calling. And it's Ryan Hecht. How are you? Good. Good. So, hi, Patrick. <laughs> hi, how are you? You see how professional we are? Yeah, it's, no, no, it, it comes out fine in the end. Don't you worry about that. Okay. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave that in your capable hands. Will you please? <laughs> or in your hands, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to try to find somebody else with capable hands to yeah. help us. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so now we'll be official. We'll be official here. Okay. Uh, uh, tell us about your, your, your puzzling career and, and how you started and what you do and all of that. Actually, I didn't start out as, as a puzzle maker. I was, uh, uh, when I got out of college, I was a freelance illustrator and cartoonist. Ah, okay. And uh, also a graphic designer, editorial designer. And um, I did a lot of stuff for children's publications, which uh, uh, ended up doing a lot of puzzles for children's books, magazines, uh, and that sort. And did you just... Was it your idea to start turning the illustrations into puzzles, or did somebody say, you know, we need some puzzles for this book, can you come up with them? I, I guess it's sort of the, the puzzling sort of starts back in fourth grade when I used to do these mazes. And then when I got into illustration and doing stuff for children's books, um, I started doing mazes for some of these publications. And um, then I started doing other sorts of puzzles. And it just, it's, it's a, it seems a good match for the sort of cartooning style I do. Um, when I got out of college, I, I had this harebrained idea that uh, I wanted to have a New York Times crossword puzzle at some point in my life. And it actually wasn't, it was 19 years before I ever actually tried making a crossword puzzle. It was a puzzle for my wife's birthday. And um, it took me probably about six weeks working most every day to figure out how to make a crossword puzzle and making it for her. It was a New York Times-style crossword puzzle, 15 by 15 grid, and I gave it to her on her birthday. So that was my very first crossword puzzle. Wow. And did you do it by hand? Yeah, I did it by hand. Uh-huh. And um, then uh, a couple of years later, when Eugene T. Malesko was the editor of the New yes. York Times, I actually got around to making a puzzle for submission and sent it to him and <laughs> kind of crashed and burned, as, as I hear many people did with, uh, with Mr. Maleska. Um, 
I got a letter, something to the effect of, uh, Dear Patrick, uh, please send me three of your previously published submissions. Oh my. Hopefully they're better than the one enclosed. <laughs> wow. Oh, oh, that is harsh. <laughs> but, but actually, I, I took something from it because then he went through all my, uh, my submission and all the clues and actually wrote notes and corrected them where, where they were wrong. So I kind of took encouragement that he thought at least it was worth his time to <laughs> tell me yeah. what was wrong with it. That's better than just throwing it away. Yeah. yeah. And then finally in 2001, uh, several years later, when Will Shorts was editor, I submitted a couple of puzzles, and I think it was on the second or third puzzle that uh, I finally he, he accepted my, my first puzzle. Now, we're looking at another construction of yours, this uh, from Mad Magazine, this this. You, Mad we, we we posed on the podcast last week if there was any crossword puzzle that ever appeared in Mad Magazine because we've been talking about it because it's it's appeared in the cross in the New York Times a couple times in the past couple of weeks and somebody sent us a link to your uh, 50th anniversary ridiculous crossword puzzle. Yeah, they had. Uh, I've, I've been associated with Mad Magazine over the years. I've I've done uh, design work for them. I've uh, written articles. A few. Um, uh, illustrated some. I did a bunch for a bunch of things for Mad Kids, which was their younger version of the magazine. Oh, I remember that. Seven to eleven year olds. Right. Um, but they approached me about doing a 50th anniversary crossword puzzle, and uh, I decided to do it in the shape of Alfred E. Newman's head. Yes. And their requirement, <laughs> requirement, which is just kind of absurd, was that they wanted every clue and answer to have something to do with Mad Magazine, which is. <laughs> Uh, but in their case, I, I thought um, I, I would I would try to do that. So it, it does. It, it of course it breaks any number of rules right. uh, in the construction. Um, and then I also designed up the spread, going back through old issues of the magazine and finding artwork that would work to uh, you know as a visual clue, and put the whole thing together for them. Now, if, if we're going to segue from one publication to another, Mad is awfully similar to the New York Times, of course. Yes. And now, now you oh, yeah. write for the New York Times with the with the wordplay, the contributions to the wordplay blog. Uh, when did that start? How did that start up for you? Uh, well, they they were Jim Horn was coming up on his first anniversary, and uh, he was looking for some help. It was it was uh, just taking up too much of his time. And um, they contacted Jay Leno to do it, and he turned him down. Wow. I'm surprised. He wants to take everything. Yeah. I think they were off by a couple million dollars in his salary demands. Wow. He's, you know, he's kind of stuck up. What are you going to do? <laughs> so um, just sort of in passing, when I was uh, asking Will Shorts about something else, he, he just sort of threw the idea out, and uh, I thought about it and ended up uh, deciding to do it. So now you and Jim split it, like you each do about half of the, the write-ups? Yeah, so far we've been doing it that we just work every other week. Uh, Jim does a week, then... Oh, okay. Okay, right, right. Like, I'm, I'm just finishing up this week, and he'll take over with the Monday puzzle. I see. So, that, that uh, is, is there anything else you would like to add? Anything, any burning uh you have any exciting topics? stories, a last uh, anecdote you want to share? Oh, yeah. uh, uh, where are your, we, we looked on your, your blog that has the different, uh, it's not the blog, it's, it's uh, the site that has your 
your various right. puzzles with uh, that you've that have been illustrated. You've you've done placemats. Oh yeah, cereal yeah, boxes. My, my, and... my website. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there something one of those that's coming up in some publication or some should, should grocery all, store yeah. that we <laughs> should we all go buy honeycomb cereal or something next month? Uh, well, <laughs> what what can we do to support your career? Support my career. Well, I've had. Um, I've, I've uh, over the years, I've, I've written 25 or so puzzle books. Uh, there's a couple recent ones that uh, that I like. They're, they're, they're smaller format books. Um, the most recent one is called uh, Foul Play, which, um, if you can believe this, it's a puzzle book of nothing that every puzzle has something to do with chickens. <laughs> <laughs> 101 puzzles all about chicken. <laughs> now, is this F-O-W-L play? Yes, F-O-W-L play. All right. And uh, I designed it and illustrated it. It's got cartoon illustrations throughout. And it's actually quite a fun book. Um, it's, uh, it's It's got also got chicken trivia. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, that's fantastic. <laughs> well, I'm totally going to get this book, yeah, Foul Play. This, this is awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, Patrick, thanks so much for taking this time this morning to talk to us. Certainly. It's a pleasure chatting with you, and I, I look forward to meeting you in a couple of weeks at the tournament. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye. Mad Magazine. That's astounding. Mad Mag- We're going to do this Mad Magazine crossword puzzle. Um, and the link is on our site now to yes. this Mad Magazine puzzle. And uh, you know what? We were, I think we were going to say this later, but should we say now some of the puzzles we're going to do? We're going we're gonna to do a bunch of puzzles for ne- that we're going to talk about in next week's episode. One of them is going to be this Mad Magazine puzzle. Well, j- just to, to back up quickly, on last week's episode, we asked if there were any crossword puzzles that had ever been in Mad Magazine. You're right. Uh, and somebody sent us a link to Patrick Merrill's crossword puzzle that was in Mad Magazine. It was the 50th anniversary, Mad's fif- ridiculous 50th anniversary crossword puzzle. And it's great. All of the clues have to do with, as, as he said on the yeah. interview, they all have to do with the uh, with Mad Magazine. We also got a link uh, to uh, a suite of puzzles for uh, Mad Magazine fans by Eric Berlin. Yeah, Eric Berlin. And Eric is doing a special event at the ACPT this year, too. Yes, he's the doing the Friday, Friday night, night event. So yes. uh, you want to check that out. And uh, you have not done this suite yet. I have done it. You'll be doing it over the week. Over this week. And in uh, episode 91, we'll be talking about it. And we'll put a link. And it's great fun. I mean, it's great fun. Yeah. Eric Berlin is good at these suites of puzzles. And it's uh, I very much enjoyed it. Now, along the lines with that, we did want to also talk about a couple other puzzle things that we plan to discuss in next week's episode. Yes. So if you want to sort of have the context of what we're talking about and try out these puzzles too, uh, you should do that. So this Mad Magazine puzzle, Eric's Sweet. Also, we're going to make significant progress on P&A yes. and talk about it more next and week. And that is at pandamagazine.com. Pandamagazine.com. We actually we made, we did finish the word search. We finished the word search, and I'm about halfway done with the Sudoku. Yes. I say halfway. I'm looking at it maybe 20%. That is not halfway. 20%. Maybe. What do you think? I bet 20% of those squares are filled. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There's this one Sudoku where, what is it? The, the It's all greater than and less than signs is the only clues that's to the tell only you what clues. numbers go where. Good Lord. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So so you could. So uh, we're doing the sampler. So if you want yeah, to follow along. Panda Magazine sampler. And the last one is this new one that I just found on Facebook called the Outsider Puzzle. Yes. Uh, which we'll, we'll link all of these from the site so you can check them out and uh, next week. They will all be covered. 
in episode 91. If somebody doesn't have a Facebook account, can they see that or not? Uh, we don't know. I don't know, but maybe I'll figure out how to make like a PDF of it All right. so that we can link maybe, to Maybe uh, well. What's-His-Face has one. Maybe Todd Legacy. Todd Legacy? Is that the name of the constructor? I think Kevin Royal is the <laughs> name of the constructor. That's close. Todd Legacy. Uh, wow. So last week... We had, wait, where am I? Tarmigan. Tarmigan. Tarmigan, Tarmigan, Tarmigan. <laughs> we can't have an episode without a Tarmigan. No. Uh, John Delphin. Uh, yeah. uh, John Delphin. I don't need, John, I don't need no stinking nickname, Delphin. Vassar, class of 1976. Thank you. Suggests that we can make a 31 by 31 puzzle. <laughs> this is his suggestion. John Delphin, known for his brilliant suggestions. Uh uh, we can make a 31 by 31 puzzle and use experimental programming language as the middle entry, circling the letters that spell out ptarmigan. <laughs> I don't know why would we, we would do this. Well, I think John is riffing off of our now running gag here about, the, you know, uh, ptarmigan that we claimed weeks ago when we talked about that puzzle with that had all the birds hidden in the right, theme right, answers, right. why there was no hidden ptarmigan. And then Tyler came up with a sentence that had ptarmigan hidden within it, and now John has come up with another way that we can use ptarmigan as part of our theme in a crossword puzzle. Do you know about the turk ducking? Oh, I've eaten it. Have you really? Oh, yeah. It's horrible. I think, oh, it, it's sounds, horrible. I think it sounds fantastic. Great. Then you and my father can get together and have turducken. My point is, wouldn't that would make... That would, I feel like there's a crossword theme there. Yeah, a bird stuffed inside another bird stuffed inside another bird. Is there a, a, like a word or a phrase where you could have duck and then that's this turkey is surrounded it uh, duck and then chicken. No, it's actually chicken. Chicken and, duck, and then duck and, and then, then turkey. Tur- yeah. Is there a phrase? Yeah, turducken. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> come up with a phrase. Uh, that's I, our bonus that's, contest. Okay, it's not our real contest this week. Is that? I'm not saying no. it's a real contest. Um, okay, that sounds fine. Why was this turducken not good? Where did you have it? At Thanksgiving two years ago. We had it instead of turkey. And why wasn't it good? I don't know. It just was. I mean, it wasn't. It was awful. <laughs> I, it sounds it sounds brilliant to me. Oh. I want to make one. Oh my god! Like from scratch? Yeah. You want to get? You want to acquire the three birds? Yes. And, <laughs> oh my god! You have to debone them. I don't think that's really how it's made. I, I mean, I don't. I don't think that technically it is the whole bird stuck inside. No, the whole, it, it is. Not the one that I had. Well, then you then they the, then it's the one that I had. You were able to slice it. Just, yeah, you can't slice a bird. No, but but, but the turkey, the the duck, and the chicken are completely deboned. What's the difference between deboned and boned? The you, deboned. I know, but boned isn't putting bones into a bird. It's not. Boned is also taking the bones out. Well, fine. <laughs> isn't isn't it the same thing? No, it is the same thing. What's the difference between valuable and invaluable? <laughs> we're now we're going to move on to the cryptic crosswords of the quarter month. Yes. Uh, the great Howard Barker, knower of all things, says, uh, Rest easy in knowing that I truly, truly suck at cryptics. They usually stump the hell out of me. I'm never quite sure what to do when there's multiple steps to get the answer. Define arm, anagram another word, add a Roman numeral, add oregano, stir well, etc. Yeah, that is usually the process. Though. Yes. Oregano, I find, is a little strong, though. I, I try to go with something a little... No? Milder? Yeah. Milder? Milder. Stop saying that word. Milder. Yeah. Uh, so this is from Games Magazine, March of 2010. This is Cryptic Crossword number one. Yes. Open, we... open your, your hymn books to page 48. 
Hymn hymnals. Hymnals. I think not hymn books. Not hymn books. <laughs> I haven't been to a lot of church in my life. <laughs> you haven't been to a lot of church. A lot of church. I like how that's. It's just the collective right. experience of going is right. just church. Church. A lot of church. Not to a lot of churches or church services. You just have not been to a lot of church. I have not been to a lot of church. I've been to church as chicken. <laughs> oh yeah. No. I don't think I have. No. All right. So it's by Fraser Simpson. Yeah, uh, we're still, gonna, we're gonna, this is the same puzzle we've been solving for a month now. Yeah, okay. we're going to continue to solve it. Great. So we have uh, 11 across, which is, the enumeration is 9. Okay. Uh, we have blank, 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 A, blank, I, blank, N. Okay. And I can tell you right now, I think it, it ends with T-I-O-N. Okay. That's a, you know what? That's an important thing to be aware of as you're as you're trying to solve the cryptic uh, crosswords. There aren't a lot of crossing squares. Right. You know, there's a lot of unchecked squares, and sometimes that adds to the struggle to solve the words. But when you see something like this, and you think, you know what, T I O N is a very very common word ending, so maybe that's what that's goes what here. I think. It it helps you, I think, you know, start to figure out the wordplay in the yes. clue. So uh, eleven across is copy restriction starts late. Okay. Copy restriction starts late. Yes. I believe copy is the definition. Okay. Uh, restriction is part of it. And <laughs> it's part of it? <laughs> and starts late. Yeah. Starts late is L. Okay. Starts late is L. Okay. So you want to copy restriction. Uh... <laughs> Clear. I have no you, idea. You know what? You have you have one thing totally right, and you have another thing right by accident. Um, the part you have right is copy is the definition. Copy here. is the definition. Yeah. Now, uh, so we're looking for a nine-letter word that means copy. Now, restriction starts late is the wordplay, and I think sometimes when you see starts late, what uh -huh. they're telling you is that there's going to be some word you have to figure out that maybe you lose the beginning of. You lop off the beginning, oh, so you start eight. later in the word. Eight. No. Restriction. No. Restriction. So there's a word that means restriction. There's a word that means restriction, that when you remove the first letter of it, when you start late, by starting with the second letter of it, uh -huh. it means copy. Oh. Now, the part you said by accident that you have right is L. Uh-huh. Because I think the word for restriction is limitation. And when you lose the L because you start late at the second letter, oh, you get imitation. imitation, which means copy. Interesting. Now, starts late, the fact that you uh, thought L has nothing to do with the word late, which I think is where you were going with it. It, it is absolutely where um, going It with. just is a coincidence in this case. But it does end with T-I-O-N. It does, which is what you had thought, which is great. All right, so we should move on. Yes. Five down. Uh, enumeration is seven. We have blank, blank, I, blank, 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 M. Outfit reviewed in forum. Uh-huh. Outfit reviewed in forum. Yep. All right. Outfit is the definition. Yes. Uh, yes. Of course. <laughs> of course it is. Uh, reviewed in forum. Uh, so you're going to have uh, something that means reviewed, and you're going to stick it in forum. No. So reviewed means a rave. No. So you stick... Rave in no, forum. You, you should just stop. For rave them. Try, try, try something else. How many letters is the word we're looking for? Seven. Oh, oh, okay. In and forum. In is inside forum. No. Reviewed. <laughs> no. But how many letters are in in forum? Seven. And uh, reviewed 
might mean to uh, you know assess and analyze and uh, examine and possibly look at in different ways. Oh, so it's an anagram? It might be. Reviewed? Yeah. Uh, it's a stretch, but they use a lot of these words. Because if you use the same like four words that actually make sense, the clues get very repetitive. Uh, so it's going to end in an M. So I'm just anagramming in forum into... Uh, r- r- uh, uniform. 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 Good gravy. I All know. Right. Moving on. Moving Indeed. on. Fireball crossword number three. We should just talk about this briefly. Just very quickly. It was easier. It was. It was more accessible. We were both able to solve it. Uh, you know, it, it, and and I think people in general found this much more appealing than the first two. Yes. <laughs> because you could do it. You could but actually you know what? It. Peter still did a very clever thing and essentially created a 27-letter alphabet with this puzzle by uh, insisting certain squares were an E with an accent over he, it. He did. Which that is was uh, very, very smart. And the yes. accent worked in both directions, both the theme entries and the normal words. Yes. I still have a quibble with whether or not there's accents in Montreal and Quebec. <laughs> Apparently, according to the puzzle, there are not. I don't think there are. Yeah, I, I know. There are. You and June Pock. Well, June Pock and I have a lot in common. Well, June is a very, very smart fellow. Well, that's not what we have in common. Okay. <laughs> uh, speaking of Peter Gordon, Commissioner of Impossibility, he has created the contest of then, right. which was what two-word, 11-letter drink consists of one letter from the G through Z part of the alphabet and the rest from the A through F part. And what was the answer? Decaf coffee. Decaf coffee. Something I never drink. I never drink it either. I drink coffee, but never decaf coffee. Decaf coffee. If I want something that is not going to have caffeine, I am not going to have coffee. I'm going to have orange juice, water, beer. There's plenty of other delicious drinks that aren't coffee. But they're not hot. The point of coffee is to wake me up in the morning. I'm not arguing with you. Okay. Then stop, I'm not, arguing. I'm not then a, stop arguing with I'm you. I'm not a creator of decaf coffee. I'm not pushing it a on you. A creator or a curator? What are you saying? Creator. Okay. Uh, so our winner is going to be Neville Fogarty, Squishy Defeated. And uh, as has become the norm now, he has provided his answer in the form of a cryptic clue. <laughs> I don't know why people are doing this now, but no, it's very funny. It is very it's funny. applied knowledge, though. It is people applied are, knowledge. They are learning how to do cryptic clues based on our segments on yes. the show, and now they're generating their own I clues. I love applied knowledge. You really do. You do. So his enumeration is, obviously, it's 5-6. Right. And he also he describes this clue as... It's as long as it is bad. <laughs> yes. So that's good. Uh, unleaded car starter among those who can't hear. A throat... <laughs> it's still going. A throat clearing was heard by the middle of idle ears. Yep. All right. So if you guys want to figure that out, uh, go for it. Should we explain how it works or just leave it? I think we should just leave it. I think we've explained enough cryptic clues. Okay, fine. Uh, we have a runner-up, uh, June Pax, Squirrel of Discord, uh, who also gave us a cryptic clue, which is Joltless Joe... Face left around idle MIT grad, maybe. So that also yeah. you you sit, sit. Now that you know the answers, figure now it you out. Figure out how those work. Figure it out. Yeah. Use your applied knowledge. There you go. We have the contest of now. The contest, contest of, now of now comes to us from our friend Todd McKay. Todd Coloradoan. McKay. He is a Coloradoan. Yes. Is that what you call them? Coloradoans. Uh, so Todd says, uh, think of a word for a mode of transportation. Okay. Move the initial consonant to the end of the word, and then add a B to the beginning. The result, phonetically, is a component of the original mode of transportation. What are the two words? Scroll down for the answer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you scroll the podcast down, 
uh, you will find the answer. Oh, my God. So that is the contest of now. Yeah, if you are out walking your dog or whatever you walk and you need uh, you need us to email you the contest of now, you should email us at rbxblog at gmail.com or use our new on-the-website email feature. We have a new feature there. Have you even tried this I have, feature? and it does work. It, it totally does, works. It you does just, work. I know there the were form. some people who were... No, you can fill out a thing right on the website and email it to us. Uh, and the password this week is Chicken Alaska. Chicken Alaska. Chicken Alaska. Chicken Alaska. I could go for some Chicken Alaska. Could you? Yeah. yeah. Look on the horizon. It's a thunder god, and he's reading a satire magazine. Fish, heads, fish, heads, roly, poly, fish, heads, fish, heads, fish, heads, eat them up, young. In the morning, laughing happy fish heads. In the evening, floating in the soup. Monday. Wait, wait, no, we have to credit our music of the week. It was suggested by Nicole Hirsch. Called Fish Heads. By Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Barnes. Barnes and Barnes, I think. Monday, January 25th, by Holden Baker. We, we Holden talking... Caulfield Baker. Yes. Uh, Holden J.D. Baker. This was weird. This had like these golf terms, one over par, two over par, and then some of the terms were elsewhere in the grid, bogey and bur- I don't know, but like not all and there of were, them. And there were arrows. There were arrows in the grid, but I don't understand why like two over par was there, but double bogey wasn't anywhere in the... Like it just... Was randomly It seemed there. like it wasn't finished. Yeah, it did. Or it seemed like there's another puzzle somewhere that's going to refer to this one and make more sense. Yes. Yeah? So, uh... What do you shoot on a golf course? I've golfed. Have you really? I, well, I... I've, mini golf or maxi golf? Well, I've I've played mini golf, obviously, but I also, I did, uh, uh, shoot from a fielding range. What do you call it? A driving range. Yeah? A fielding range. Yes. Get your buzzer. Tuesday, January 26th, by Paula Gamash, bearer of bad news. Where is the puzzle? It's right in front of you. You were holding it. I was putting out my hand for you to give it to me, and you did not give it to me. <laughs> it was right there. Paula Gamash, this puzzle had a theme we didn't care for a whole lot. This is one of those. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it didn't. It, it was not, fine. It was fine, but you know what? It's, uh, you know, this word can follow either half of the starred. Paula clues. Gamash, we expect more from you. Paula, you're obviously a brilliant constructor, but these themes... Eh, not my favorite. Wednesday, January 22nd, 27th, 22nd? That was that was a week ago. <laughs> that was not a Wednesday. That was not a Wednesday no. in January. Uh, Wednesday, 20th, January... <laughs> 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 Wednesday, January 27th by Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. Alan <laughs> Every Arbusfeld. Every time we get to his name, you say it three times. <laughs> like he's Alaska. Beetlejuice. Like you're going to make him appear in the room. Is he here? Alan Arbusfeld, Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Franklin, Arbusfeld. did he show up? No, not yet. Remember, the, didn't that happen to, with Vic Fleming last year at the ACPT? We would say his name, and all of a sudden, did. He twice. Sh- he'd shoot past? Twice. Twice while we were there. It we said his totally name, and he showed up. This was fun. This was, uh, you had a word, and then it was anagram to make another word. It's so like Texas, taxes. Right. Dial for Florida. Maine, anime. <laughs> no rye, New York. Yeah. Uh, I, I like this. Clever. It's fun. Yeah. It was fun. And you, you could not come up with any main anime. Uh, uh, Thursday, January 28th by Raymond C. Young. This one had the flamingo in there. It was pink things hidden this in the... This is weird. Uh, you know, it just oh, it wasn't it was very so thorough. Weird. It was just strange. But, uh, 
There was the meta answer, and then there were just three female... Three things that had pink things in them. So Flaming Oil had Flamingo hidden within it. Uh, que Sera Sera had Eraser in it. And uh, Incarnation had <laughs> Carnation in it. So I, I don't know. It just it's, seemed... It was very weird. It, it, was, it was strange. It was it, weird. I'm not really sure what I think about it. I, I, I don't think I think much. It turns out I'm not the only one who thinks of a red flower when they think of the word carnate incarnation. Remember? It was actually reincarnation that made you think of the flower, not incarnation. Friday, <laughs> January 29th, by Doug Peterson, Crossword Gentleman and Man About Town. This was I, I enjoyed this puzzle. Yeah, you like this it. one. Doug is one of your crossword angels. You very much... I think he, he's great. Oh, he is great. I had a really hard time with this puzzle. Uh, this was, uh, he said that he started out with Zanzibar. That uh-huh. was the first thing he put in the grid. Okay. Then he crossed it with Nietzsche. Spell Nietzsche right now. Go. N-I-E. Uh, I can't. N-I-E-T-Z-C-H-E. S-C-H-E. S-C-H-E. I got it's, it right. Yeah. I failed at the spelling because I did it wrong first, right. but then I corrected myself. It's like a alphabet soup. Oh, my God. N-I-E-T-Z-S-C-H-E. Right. Oy. Uh, so this, but I'm exhausted from that. It is. It's wow. exhausting. Uh, so this had uh, Elliot Ness. Yep. Tylenol PM. Terrific. Uh, Megaton. Key limes. Key, key limes. I like. Well, I have a special place in my heart for key limes. My my first date with my wife, our first date was key lime pie. We we had key lime. Did pie you play together. Uno? No, that was like our third date. Oh, okay. That was the Uno. Date. I enjoy key lime pie. Yeah. Uh, Los Altos. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just reading things with a grid. I know I this, this, you like doing that. Sir, no, sir. I like sir, no, sir. Sir, no, sir. Yes. Okay. Sir, no, sir. You should sir. say that to me more often. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Ryan, have you written the agenda for this week? Not so much. No. Sir, no, sir. Sir, no, sir. Come on. Ay, ay, ay. Saturday, January 30th, by Mark Deal. Dial. Deal. 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 <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Deal. We, that'll be next week's How that'll to Pronounce a Constructor's yes. Name. Uh, this was a Saturday themeless. I don't know. The central entry down the middle. Strap on a feed bag. Strap on a feed bag. Is that a phrase? Uh, it is. Really? You've heard it? Well, I've heard it as strap on... I think that on... contains mostly letters from the A to F part of the alphabet, <laughs> doesn't it? I think Strap it does. on a feed bag? I've heard it as strap on the feed bag. The feed bag? The I've feed never heard bag. it at all. That's what I tried to write in. I don't, have a, I don't have a feed bag. I don't this have a strap. Is, this, was, this was another difficult yet solvable Saturday puzzle. Sunday, January 31st by Tony. Yes. Orbach and Andrew Carla Michaels. Does she have a nickname? Not yet. Uh, this was keep an eye on it. Yeah. They added uh, eyes, an extra eye, to in the language phrases. Yeah, to the end, specifically at the end of the phrase. Was it always the end? Was it always the end? It wasn't always the end. Oh, it wasn't? It no. was the end of words, though. The was, Wizard of Edie. It was the always the end of words. Are we there, Yeti? <laughs> you can call me Ali. Yeah. That was good. Sometimes it was in the middle, though? Taxi evasion. Ah, yes, taxi and evasion. Martini and Lewis. There you go. Uh, but this was fun. I mean, when you got Tony and Andrea doing a puzzle together, clearly it's oh, going to be fun. They are both wonderful entertaining people this, and the puzzle represents that. this was just uh, this is just the kind of sunday that i like yeah it was not too difficult no nope. the theme wasn't confusing it was nope. fun yeah. it, was, it was just good solve yeah. good solve excellent solve what do you think thor hammer of the week thor hammer of the week <laughs> you're gonna have a bruise there you're gonna have a bruise on your leg from that hammer uh, of the week so this was it was an interesting week of puzzles yeah, i had yeah. some good ones we had some good ones and we had some yeah we had a couple that we didn't like 
We did have a couple we didn't like. Tuesday and Thursday, it seemed. Yeah. So next And week, Monday. And Monday. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And uh, Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, we <laughs> Also, Saturday. Saturday. And, uh, but we liked uh, Sunday. You know what? Yeah, you know who what? did Wednesdays? Really like Remember who did Wednesdays? Uh, Raymond C. Young. No, Alan Arbusfeld. Oh, Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. Alan Arbusfeld. John Vonksathorne. John Vonksathorne. Eugene Varshavsky. Narian Venkata Subramanian. One take! One take! One take! Do not fade this out! Do not fade this out! It was one take! It was one take! It was Narian Venkata Subramanian! And it was on one take! Oh.